0: Hey, what if your home's title, which is the legal document that proves you own your home, is in some criminal's name? Well, that's called home title theft, and criminals all over the world can find your home's title online, and then they'll forge your signature, they'll take out loans against your home, or even worse, sell your home. Now, how do you know some criminal's not taking over the title to your home? You can find out with sign-up at hometitlelock.com
1: and use the promo code SEAN.
0: And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website. It's HealthLock.com today before you see any other healthcare provider. There's never a slow news day ever, ever, ever. 800 941 Sean You want to be a part of this extravaganza, 242 days, you, the people, we, the people. You are the ultimate jury. You will decide if you shock the world again. Love the numbers that came out of Super Tuesday. The big untold story, as we have been telling you. Uh, We've got a lot to get to today, including I got to deal with the issue of Corona, because I know some of you are getting panicked. I see it. I, I can hear it. Even friends of mine, conservatives are getting all panic worked up. And not that you should not always be judicious and cautious and smart and always always you know if you have to make it you always go to the side of caution always be careful but there's some perspective that is really out of whack here and i i think that um first of all we're so lucky to have the greatest world's research uh, medical researchers and scientists and doctors i mean these people are phenomenal we're so blessed they have done so much made so much progress to prolong life, to save people from dying from diseases they would have died of. It was a death sentence years ago. And the advancement with treatment and heart uh, procedures and, and transplants and everything else. These, uh, they're amazing people. Uh, we'll get to that perspective today. Also, whoa, Hillary Clinton will be deposed under oath. We have a judge ordering uh, that she must do that with Judicial Watch and the Freedom of Information Act request. We'll check in with Tom Fitton on the latest with that and Greg Jarrett. Uh, Senator Ron Johnson, I know they don't want it. A lot of things liberals would like you to ignore as it relates to Joe Biden. Joe Biden, his gaffes. Joe Biden with no energy. Joe Biden doesn't seem to have the strength, the stamina, the acumen, even the alertness to be president. The toughest job in the world they like you never to talk about that. I uh, I think the American people are talking about it, whether they like it or not. It's not to be... You know, look, I've this Bernie Sanders is a year older than Joe Biden. I'm just trying to be fair here. Bernie Sanders doesn't have any problem with stamina or strength or alertness or, you know, this these gaffes. I mean, it's one after another. And it just... You can see... I, I just I look at Biden when he left office where he is today. There's a dramatic difference. Just an observation. Um, and look, we all age differently. It's not it's not against anybody. I don't wish any ill on anybody, but we're talking about the most important job, the hardest job in the world. And we've got to look at everything. They don't want to talk about Burisma Holdings and the real investigation that Ukraine is now conducting. We'll get an update on what the Senate is doing. Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin joins us today. He'll update us on that. And uh, we'll have the latest on Chuck Schumer. I know, you know, I know that maybe some people are hoping for more dramatic drops in the stock market. I know that makes, look, stock market is always jittery. How many times prior, you know, to this recent correction, and they're all predictable, these corrections, that I say, well, that's not my barometer in terms of the health of the economy fundamentals of any economy um i find it too speculative for me i think the stock market is fine any good financial advisor they will show you over any period of time that if you don't need the money usually the rule is for 10 years it's safe to put it in the market don't think about it don't get excited when it's high don't get too low if it if it makes an adjustment what are the fundamentals of the economy well those fundamentals Are particularly strong, and we just got the latest data uh, updated from December and January, also, and it is phenomenal. There's, There's the morning this morning's unemployment rate, and I know, like Bill Maher says it, probably others think it. Just my guess. They hate Donald Trump so much they want things to go horribly wrong so that that would result in him losing in 242 days. That's a sad, sorry state of affairs. How many times have I said, you name one thing, if you want to call in, we'll open a line. 800-941-Sean. What have the Democrats done to keep us more safe and more secure? What have they really done? Not a whole lot. All right, I'll give them credit they funded the monies that the that are going to be necessary for corona. Fine. All right, I'll take that. Thank you. And whatever and but the president was clear in the beginning and when the president was putting in place a travel ban, and instituting a quarantine which hadn't been done for decades what were they doing they were doing their latest witch hunt that was the middle of the impeachment first the impeachment urgently needs to be done so we can go on vacation for weeks and then come back and devote the entire month and then some in the U.S. Senate with a witch hunt trial which had a predetermined outcome well all while ignoring quid pro quo Joe which is the again they want to ignore Joe Biden on Burisma. Real investigations going on on uh, the gaffes that are getting scary. They're we all the, these
2: truths to be self-evident. The all thing. men and women created by Go. You know the you know the thing. By Go,
0: you know the thing. The thing, you know the thing. By Go, you know the thing. Thing being God Almighty. There, I believe, with every ounce of my being. That there is a God that created the heavens and the earth and that a magnitude of majesty we cannot even begin to comprehend. And science shows us universes now that are living within universes, within universes, seemingly with no end. I mean, oh, it just, there's a bang one day and okay, it just came together perfectly universes within universes and the sun and the stars and the skies and the planets and it all just happened no it didn't just happen well my my question is to people that say there's no god or an atheist um where did the energy come from because to be an atheist you have to actually believe that something can come from nothing but i digress so they want things that have to go bad for them to win that they, they, did so they, they want bill mars i want a recession oh wow that's pretty sick all right, Josh, oh, isn't is... the Fed
3: cutting rates now just going to make the next economic downturn worse? What's your prediction? I've been hoping for a recession. People hate me for it, but yeah, it, w- it would get rid bad. of Trump, so you shouldn't
4: hate me for it. I mean, recessions are really bad. People lose their jobs and their I phones, know, and we, and we shouldn't wish it's I know, it. but
0: I don't care. I hate I hate Trump more. And it's just like, all right, the stock market makes a normal correction. Same thing. Or, you know, the stock markets are generally jittery. I personally, eh, I could take or leave the stock market been that way I've argued with financial advisors for years over this uh but it's usually true 10 years if you have it you can touch it leave it and your money will usually it's proven it, it grows um but if you're looking at it every day and you're playing it every day forget it you're going to drive yourself nuts that's that's what i believe anyway but now the fundamentals of the economy the things that i look at are very different i look at for example this morning We now have the Labor Department reporting U.S. economy added 273,000 new jobs for the month uh, of February. The unemployment rate went down 3.5 percent, its lowest level in more than 50 years. Oh, boy. We had Corona in January and all through February. Well, what happened? You know, there's a certain mindset that I'll actually tell you is that. Uh, look, look, even if we get to the point, I would kind of bet that this is a lot like H1N1 It's going to be a pandemic. And, you know, there might be periods of time schools closed, teleworking, and all that stuff. Technology is taking us so far. It's not going to hurt the economy. People traveling less might hurt the airline sector a little, but it's certainly going to mean people spend more money at home. They're not going to stop spending money. They planned on traveling to, say, Italy, and they canceled that vacation. They're probably going to go to Florida or California, or New York, or wherever they're traveling to. I'd advise against New York. Just a thought. Uh, But anyway, 273,000 new jobs, lowest unemployment in 50 years, the best month since May of 2018. January and February gains for the unemployment rate, the best since May of 2018. Economists surveyed by Dow Jones, they had been looking for payroll growth at 175,000. And a... 3.5 3.5% job level. Well, they exceeded that by 98,000. Average hourly earnings up 3% over the past year, in line with really healthy economic metrics. Average work week, considered a key measure of productivity, that's up, you know, to 34.4 hours. I don't know these people that work 34.4 hours. So that's you, God bless you. I can't imagine such a life. It would be fun. Uh more good news. The previous two months, their estimates were revised upwards by a total of 85,000. December, job creation went from an original estimate of 147,000 to 184,000. January, 225,000 to 273,000, which makes January and February the best two months since May of 2018. And those revisions brought the three-month average to a robust 243,000 jobs, an average monthly gain. That's already for 2020, In we had a great year in 2019, and it was only 178,000. That is significantly higher. And it takes on particularly more importance as everybody was worried all through February. What is the economic impact of coronavirus? And things slowed down because of impeachment. And most and usually there's a job fall off after the hiring season in December because you have those temporary jobs that retailers and others, you know, they hire people to temps and then they're done by the end of the year. So these indicators thus far have shown le- little damage. Jobless claims as well. They remain within their trend. at Two hundred and sixteen thousand latest reading job placement firm Challenger Gray and Christmas. They reported Thursday. The plan layoffs actually fell 16 percent from January and uh, key readings on both manufacturing and services show companies still plan to hire. By the way, the new trade deal with China for two hundred and twenty five billion has not gone into effect until January. We have yet to feel the impact of that. We're still be- at the beginning infancy stages of all the jobs, career paying, high paying jobs in the energy sector. Keystone XL, Dakota Pipeline, Anwar, uh, natural gas production—it's all growing. We're in the infancy stages here. I mean, that's why <laughs> 242 days means everything, because that's where that's where wealth for the American people is. That that will be the hub of it—the vast resources of energy that we have available to us in this country for the first time in 75 years. We are energy independent and a net exporter of energy. We have only begun to tap tiny quantities of what is available now to us, especially with new technologies where we can like microwave shale oil and, and literally pull that up. That was not available years ago. Uh, natural gas fracking and done safely. They, are, they have mastered that. It's just all good news. Very strong wages rising, a blowout. Uh, job number report today record low and the fundamentals of the economy are very very strong now yeah there's there's going to be disruptions and I'll deal with this today on the issue of coronavirus in the sense that yeah unfortunately pandemics happen I wish they didn't I know many of you wish they didn't wish we didn't have h1n1 that virus impacted kids worldwide we lost estimates over a half a million people in the United States, I think it's sixty in a year. We lost twelve thousand four hundred or something. Within by the end of it, I think we lost nearly seventeen thousand Americans, according to the CDC. It's on their website. Go look at it. Um, so these things happen, but they never instituted a travel ban. They never had Americans quarantine. Uh, no president ever said, well, "Pay whatever it takes." He said it from the beginning. Democrats were busy at the time impeaching the president when he was instituting the travel ban.
4: LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here.
0: Now, nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter of a tank of gas if you're lucky. You know what it will get you, though? For just $20 a month, you'll get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk, a veteran-owned company. Now, you get the same quality service that you get from the big carriers, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, but you get it at half the cost. The average family saves close to $1,000 a year, and guess what? There's no activation fees and no contract to sign, and they use the same cell towers and the same 5G network. Make the switch today, and if you do it today, you save an additional 50% off your first month. Anyway, this is a company that shares your values. They support our military and our veterans. And by the way, they don't advertise on fake news networks, thankfully. Go to the website, puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch. It's simple. It's fast. It's easy. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean. That's Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. All right, as we roll along, eight hundred nine four one. Sean, you want to be a part of the program? All good news with the economic numbers, unemployment numbers out today. I know there's a skittishness on the Dow. I I know it makes people nervous. I get it. We didn't see this. This is what I want to say to you on Corona. So the timeline here matters, and I'm saying this so that you're informed. And we've I've spent hours now reading what's available in terms of the cdc so timeline matters we first discovered the world health organization a virus in the wuhan province uh area of china december 30th it it had pneumonia-like symptoms in some okay that's number one january 7th they identified corona january 7th of this year uh corona it's a different variation of a previous corona January 31st, yeah, all of it. impeachment was going on, of course. Uh, the president declared a travel ban, and he instituted the quarantine, which had not been done in decades. The president's been saying, you know, we have a much lower uh, risk than other countries, but still many of you are panicked. It looks like the fatality rate, there was one story that came out of 3.4. It looks much lower than that. This virus, say, versus the H1N1 swine flu virus, uh, impacts older people with medical conditions. They are the most at risk. Healthier people, even older, healthier people, you know, it's, you're going to get the flu. It's not, it's not fun. It's not comfortable. These pandemics happen. The H1N1, interestingly, attacked or, or seemed to impact, had a greater influence on the on children versus older people. The, 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 that's the way these things go. There are viruses. Remember, too, in any flu season, even if you get the shot, which I get, and some people say I'm nuts to get it, you still have, that's only about 40% effective, and we lose some years, you know, tens and tens of thousands of Americans with the average flu. Right, I'll pick it up on the other side. We're going to make some comparisons. I want you to just understand it Instead of those that would weaponize and politicize this. Now, nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter of a tank of gas if you're lucky. You know what it will get you, though? For just $20 a month, you'll get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk, a veteran-owned company. Now, you get the same quality service that you get from the big carriers, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, but you get it at half the cost. The average family saves close to $1,000 a year, and guess what there's no activation fees and no contract to sign and they use the same cell towers and the same 5g network make the switch today and if you do it today you save an additional 50 percent off your first month anyway this is a company that shares your values they support our military and our veterans and by the way they don't advertise on fake news networks thankfully go to the website puretalk.com sean sean make the switch it's simple it's fast it's easy Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, that's Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today so you can actually afford
5: that burger and fries. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com.
6: Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details.
5: All right,
0: 25 to the top of the hour, toll free. It's 800-941-SHAWN if you want to be a part of the program. I want to just give perspective. I want to start as it relates to coronavirus, because I, I, I can feel it. I talk to too many people. I can see it, that there is, in some circles, people very worried, very concerned, almost at panic levels. Um, I just want everybody to breathe a little easier in this sense. Of course, we have to be careful with anything. It's unfortunate these these viruses, these pandemics break out from time to time it happens uh i'll make a comparison with h1n1 and swine flu in a a second but I, i think it's important to know truth and facts and have perspective so that you don't have to live in a state of panic unnecessarily concern always you be concerned i'm listen i'm concerned in the back of my mind that at any moment you know you have a heart attack you get cancer we all have to take better care of ourselves i think as a country speaking I'll speak just for myself. Uh, you know, having work, I work out every day, hour, hour and a half a day. It's a hard workout. It's mixed martial arts. It includes a, a lot of hitting of a heavy bag and, and a lot of core work and push-ups and sit-ups and, and and full contact fighting. That's what I do. And it's, and I've been doing it for seven years, and I that, that just interests me and it keeps my focus. I, I can't get on a bike and ride all day. I'm bored stiff. I'm bored on an elliptical. I'm bored on this. But we all should take better care of ourselves. I think, speaking for me, NJ diet has been a a life set. Linda, how many ways did I try to lose weight over the years that you've known me, the extra 25 pounds that I could never get rid of?
7: Every way possible.
0: Every way possible. I tried everything. And NJ diet, for me, was the only thing that worked. Pretty amazing. If you're interested, I think it's NJDiet.com. But they take your own DNA, they manufacture drops, you drink a lot of water. Bottom line is, when you're on the diet 40 days, no drinking, 3.5 ounces of protein twice a day, two 12-ounce portions of vegetables approved twice a day, and two, you know, like an orange or an apple twice a you know, one each a day. You get two of those. And I did it, and I lost the weight, and I've been able to maintain it because I followed their plan afterwards. And I feel healthier, um, and I'm back to a weight that I hadn't been at and have maintained it forever. So I think, just speaking for myself, we all eat too much. We need to all take better care of ourselves, just smart things to do. Purell is a good thing. We know colds get transferred by shaking hands. I've never had any issues with shaking hands. The president was hysterical on this last night at the town hall. Uh, you can't be, I mean, listen, I, yeah, I'd rather not. An elbow here, an elbow there, and, and there's some truth to that. Here's the perspective I want everybody to know. Do I want you to take good care of yourself? Absolutely. Eat right. Get in shape. And by the way, you don't have to. You don't have to do what I do. You don't have to go down and fight and punch a heavy bag. You know, bare knuckles every day. It's kind of nuts. But even if you just go for a walk, day one, maybe it's five minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes, and then you build up a walk. You go for a walk every day and. You see the majesty of God's creation, it's all good for you. Nobody likes to do it, but once you get in a routine, I'm the type of person, I'm very regimented in how I live my life every day. I do my workout, I eat, I do this, I do prep, 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 show, prep, 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 show, sleep. Well, try to sleep. Um, But here's the perspective. Every year we have a flu. Every year I get, for myself, I'm not telling you what to do, but I get the flu shot. Every year, I go to my local, I think I go to Rite Aid, whatever it is, and get the flu shot. And I know when I get it, usually around Thanksgiving, maybe a little before, a little after, I know that it's likely some years it's more effective than others. Some years it's not effective. Some years it's 35 or 40% effective, but I do it because I don't want to be off the air that long. And I don't like to be sick either and, and knock on wood and thank God, by the way, I haven't gotten the flu in many, many years. Uh, my son had it this year. Wow. Knocked him out a week. And he is an he's an athlete. He's 21 years old. It was rough. So we lose 10 we, uh, in years. We lose tens of thousands of people from the flu. Why am I telling you that? Because that's per, called perspective why do i mention that these pandemics they do happen because that will give you some perspective do we want a pandemic no nobody wants a pandemic the world health back to the timeline world health organization recognizes wuhan province area of china a virus that's showing signs and some of pneumonia-like symptoms bronchial. we now know it's affecting older people where, say, H1N1 impacted younger people more. January 7th, we identify it as corona. This is a new virus, coronavirus. We've had coronaviruses before. We've had SARS. We have, you know, a, a, a number of other out, MERS and SARS and all these other outbreaks. Now, on January 7th, we identified it for what it was. January 31st, the president put in a travel ban, and the president also took an unprecedented step quarantining Americans coming back from regions that were greatly impacted by this. And I think you can never quantify it, but that one decision alone probably saved lives and prevented thousands of others from contracting the disease. President has been saying much lower risk incidents, potential incidents in this country than other countries. And it's just a fact um he's now expanded his travel bans Italy and uh, Iran and other countries where there's higher incidence we see that and i know this from my sources we've been on the ground almost from day one we were we were offering medical help assistance research because we do have the best scientists in the world for this these types of things that's why i can't say enough good things about medical researchers and doctors and People that th- their, their whole life is their virus experts. This is what they do to keep us as healthy as we can be. The people that find cures for cancer, certain types of cancer, that make advancements that prolong human life, uh, that, you know, advancements in all sorts of medical science, including, you know, how did we treat our young servicemen and women, Walter Reed, the work they do, the research in cancer, Hodgkin's disease, leukemias, we've made such progress uh, now they're making progress with breast cancer, prostate cancer, lung cancer. Immunotherapy is another big advancement that we've had. Uh, stenting, which happened, what, 20 years ago, and then the medical stenting, and they perfect that, that it's like you're in and out in a day. Uh, I, t- I had a doctor tell me maybe six months, a year ago, oh, you're going to need a new hip in the next 10 years. I said, you're never replacing my hip, ever. <laughs> he laughs at me. He goes, I don't care if I replace your hip or not. It doesn't matter to me. It's just a matter how much pain you want to take. Anyway, he shows me an x-ray. On um, One x-ray is the good hip and the other x-ray, see, see this? This is all cyst. I said, well, great, drain it. He goes, you're such an idiot. No, it's meaning there's nothing there. It's pretty much bone on bone. It really doesn't impact me much at all. I mean, I'm punching and kicking and fighting every day, and only once in a while does it flare up. Not not often, so I'm not doing anything. But then he says, just stay here. You know, he's like rolling his eyes how dumb I am. Goes out, comes back, and he says, see this? All right, this goes, I place this in your femur. We go in anterior, right in the front. They don't do the side hip replacement unless it's really necessary anymore. He goes, I'm going to put this in your femur. You see this? This is a suction cup. This is a ball at the end of the stick that he's going to put in the femur after he takes out that in my hip. He goes, yeah, it'll take me about 45 minutes, and you'll walk out the same day, and if you played golf, I'd tell you to put a 7-iron in the back of your car, and uh, within two weeks, you'll be hitting golf balls. And I went, I'll walk out of the hospital the same day? Yeah. Same with knee replacements. This stuff is amazing what they do. All right, now... You start Uncle James has a, a new hip. You went they went in the old way with you. I wasted five or six hours of my life, by the way. Because I went I'm hanging out with sweet baby James in the hospital. And I knew he was a little out of his mind, whatever drugs they had him on. I knew he was a little out of it.
7: You're all heart, boy, I'll tell you.
0: What's that? I'm He's all hard. All I hot. went I went I was there like six hours with him, sitting there, thinking I'm having a real conversation with him at times. If you remember, Linda, I was also dealing with a little crisis at that moment. But oh, I, I remember. There, didn't I remember. even tell him. Tried to keep him relaxed. You know, it turns out, you know, when he gets out the next day or the day after, you know, he didn't even remember me being there. I'm like, you try to be nice. And he's like, you, I don't remember you coming. What are you talking about? I am like, oh, my gosh. Turned out this poor guy in the next bed screaming in pain. Almost the whole time, I felt so bad for this guy. We even walked out and said to the doctor, Ma'am, the nurse or the doctor, I said, This man is in such pain. Can you help him? Right? The guy next door, then he turns out he sees it's me. And all of a sudden, Sean Hannity, can you please? And I'm like, Then I sat with that guy because he wasn't screaming when he was talking to me. And I was hoping that it was taking his mind off it. Uh, And they did help him to their credit. What am I saying? These pandemics sadly happen. People die from the flu. We have the best researchers in the world. Now, there might be some inconvenience if this spreads a little more. Schools may be closed. Teleworking may happen. We still are at a much lower threat than any other country. We're doing our best. The top people are all over it. The monies have been allocated. The president signed the monies today. He's in Tennessee helping those that, oh, what a terrible tragedy with the tornadoes in Tennessee and our friends in Nashville. And then he's headed to the CDC. He wasn't going to go because there was a report that, oh, Somebody at CDC was infected. He's the president. You got to take an abundance of caution, but he's going. Um, And you look at like, for example, H1N1. And this is the only part of this that frustrates me is viruses don't really care if they infect Republicans or Democrats. They're kind of nonpartisan. They are. They don't care if they impact or if you're a conservative or liberal. They don't discriminate. They want to attack anything. That's what viruses are. But we have these pandemics that show up in 09 and 10 in April of 2017. Back to a timeline. We identified H1N1 swine flu. There was a cabinet official that said it's an emergency. They got some funding. Uh, Obama even bragging that he never did what Trump did in three weeks. He didn't do in six months. He never did it. Never had a travel ban. Never had a quarantine the quarantine is something that hasn't happened in decades. Trump's advisor said, no, it's too early. Don't do it. He said, I'm doing it. And Joe Biden said he was xenophobic. And fake news CNN said, we're going to stigmatize people from other countries. Well, I think the president made the right call. He, again, he weighed in on the side of caution. The president said, all right, $2.5 billion. Let's get started on this. Plenty of money to get started with. They got to get an update on some kits. They're working on that. I actually talked to the vice president today, he said all of this is expedited. Everything is, it is stat, DEFCON 5, everybody's all over everything. They're preparing hospitals in case they need it. They're preparing for closures and helping and assistance everywhere across the thing. The great news is, is that we're not as impacted as other countries. Also, the incidents, it seems, we have new information. It was a report that, oh my gosh, it's 3.5% mortality death rate. Uh, well, the best estimates now are somewhere between 0.1 and 1%. And, that's, and this, unlike H1N1 impacted kids. This one impacts older people that have other underlying medical conditions to deal with. In other words, their, their systems are compromised already. But for the average person, you get it. Like any other flu, you get over it. And that is the 99 percent, according to estimates. Let me play for you. Who is this? The um, Assistant Secretary of State, Brett Garoy, shooting down this estimate that is not two or three percent. Listen.
8: To set up some foundation, the typical mortality rate for seasonal flu is about 0.1 percent or 0.15 percent. The best estimates now of the overall mortality rate for COVID-19 is somewhere between 0.1% and 1%, okay? That's lower than you heard probably in many reports. Why is this? Number one is because many people don't get sick and don't get tested. So probably for, and this uh, reflects the overseas experience, so probably for every case, there are at least two or three cases that are not in the denominator. So I just wanna sort of scale that, that it's, Certainly could be higher than normal flu, it probably is, but it's not uh, likely in the range of 2 to 3 percent. So our best modeling, again, you have a denominator problem, and I I want you to understand that, that only the people who are really sick or or have symptoms come in and get tested. So based on on the models we have right now, we estimate the mortality as 0.1 to 1 percent. It is likely not in the range of 2 to 3 percent. 0.1
0: 0.1 to 1%. Okay. So that's called perspective. H1N1. By the time Obama was proud of the, never put in a travel ban, never had a quarantine. By the time he declared a national emergency six months after we identified the virus in August of 2009, 1,000 1, Americans had already died. Swine flu impacted kids more than this virus seems to go after older people. We had 20,000 others that contracted the, the the disease. Do you remember at all the media, the Democrats, or Republicans at the time acting this way? Because I don't. And that's the problem when I think there has been a, a hyping. Listen, take care of yourself and your family. And if you get inconvenienced, school gets closed, work, you're working from home. It's not a bad thing. Thank God we have the technology. You can work from home and the fact that we have all of our best people on it gives me all the confidence in the world it does these numbers are real what i just told you what the mob is and others are trying to suggest Uh, i don't know where they're coming from this ought to be a moment where it's about our american family keeping everybody healthy and it's all hands on deck And in spite of what people will do with this politically, it's sad. These people are pathetic. Now, nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter of a tank of gas if you're lucky. You know what it will get you, though? For just $20 a month, you'll get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk, a veteran-owned company. Now, you get the same quality service that you get from the big carriers, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, uh, but you get it at half the cost. The average family saves close to $1,000 a year, and guess what? There's no activation fees and no contract to sign. And they use the same cell towers and the f- same 5G network. Make the switch today. And if you do it today, you save an additional 50% off your first month. Anyway, this is a company that shares your values. They support our military and our veterans. And by the way, they don't advertise on fake news networks, thankfully. Go to the website, puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch. It's simple. It's fast. It's easy. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, that's Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries.
9: Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts.
4: <sighs>
9: Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named Best Hybrid Mattress 5 Years Running. Sleep hot! Select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See Lisa for more details.
0: All right. Hour two, Sean Hannity show, 800 941 Sean. If you want to be a part of the program, 242 days until we, you, the American people, you are the ultimate jury. Will you shock the world again? I can't do it on my own. You have to do it. Uh, Early numbers in primary states, people showing up in an uncontested primary, as I've been pointing out, are massive for President Donald Trump. Now, I've been laying out a number of issues. One is, well, the media mob would want you to ignore everything that's happening with Joe Biden. His obvious lack of focus, the gaffe a second. uh, You know, it's kind of getting bad and quite alarming, considering does he have the stamina, the strength, the focus? The acumen to continue this pursuit of what is the hardest job in the world, especially compare that to Donald Trump last night in that town hall. He did phenomenally well. Uh, That is a question. Also, his horrific record, that is a question. His extreme liberal Bolshevik Bernie-like policies that he supports, that's a problem for him. And in spite of the mob and the media also wanting to ignore quid pro quo Joe and zero experience Hunter, well, that's not happening. A full-fledged, full-on investigation going on as we speak in the country of Ukraine. And number two, we've got Senator Ron Johnson, who is the chairman of the Committee of Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs. Uh, He is doing his job, and he's now seeking to subpoena witnesses that are tied to the investigation of Burisma and, of course, the money paid to somebody with no experience whose father was in charge of all the money for Ukraine. So anyway, so he was recently on uh, Fox talking about how his oversight is broader than just Hunter and Joe and the DNC and how this was never adequately answered, adequately answered by anybody as it relates to Joe and Hunter. And how we may get thousands of pages of information from the National Archives on the meetings between the White House and Ukraine officials. I thought that was important to the mob. I thought that was important to Democrats. Well, apparently they're just trying to act like it doesn't exist. And Senator Johnson saying the government will not tell him why Viktor Shokin was fired. The U.S. government won't tell him, nor is Ukraine really saying enough about it. Now, Shokin is on record with The Washington Post, with John Solomon uh, and with ABC News saying, I got fired because of Joe Biden. Anyway, here's here's Senator. Uh, Johnson himself and what he said.
10: My investigation into possible corruption in the Obama administration dates back to Hillary Clinton's email scandal. It was our oversight that uh, ended up releasing most of the Peter Strzok, Lisa Page texts. I joined Chuck Grassley's investigation into possible DNC involvement uh, with Ukraine to affect the 2016 election uh, back in 2017. And so th- It's not our fault that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden got wrapped up in the whole Ukrainian story, but we're not closing our eyes to this. And I have no idea why anybody would object to us obtaining records from a U.S. consulting firm run by former Clinton administration officials uh, that is basically using Hunter Biden's name to uh, strong-arm the State Department to to curry benefits for a corrupt Ukrainian oil company. So that's what we're trying to do here. But, But our investigation and our oversight is much broader than just this Ukrainian story with Hunter Biden and even the DNC.
7: And you know, I mean, the fact is that if, as former Vice President Joe Biden says, there was no issue with any of this, um, then they shouldn't fear anyone looking into it. And as you point out, these emails that were sent uh, to the State Department are sort of, you know, wouldn't you please talk to uh, the folks from this firm? By the way, Hunter Biden is on their board, right? I mean, that that's definitely a suggestion that that name really should open this door, right?
10: Yeah, precisely. And of course you yeah, have the news media saying there there's just no evidence of Well, that's cuz they have they've never looked. Mm-hmm. And so Joe Biden has never adequately answered these questions. I've said repeatedly, if there's wrongdoing, the American people need to understand that. If there is no wrongdoing or if it's not significant, the American people need to understand that. But Martha, again, the other things we're looking at, for example, we we sent a letter working with Senator Grassley to Attorney General Barr asking him to declassify four footnotes that, because they are redacted in the IG report, really make uh, parts of that IG report uh, misleading. We've also asked the National Archives to look for records of five meetings that occurred between January and June of 2016 between Ukrainian prosecutors, Ukrainian embassy officials, White House staff, DNC officials. We've gotten a response back from the the National Archives that there could be a response in excess of 10,000 pages. We're just waiting for President Obama's counsel to release those, to sign a waiver so we can get that information. So again, our investigation is far broader. The American people deserve to understand what happened. They need to know the truth. One of the things we're going to, we are preparing right now is a timeline and it is incredibly interesting and it raises all kinds of questions. It connects all kinds of dots and that really, you know, what I'm hoping to be able to do within the next couple of months is gather enough information, verify it through things like this subpoena and then issue at least an interim report so the American people can see what this possible corruption is, and again, it's it's bullying from a well-connected, swampy consulting firm, and you just have to ask ask the question: What 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 was? You know, why was? Why was? Uh, it, uh, prosecutor General Shokin fired. I, I can't get that from the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. I, I know it's a, a, a big explanation that everybody wanted him fired, but there's a document. You know, we have to verify. But there's documents supposedly okay. contemporaneous said that the contact by Blue Star to the prosecutor general office was all about apologizing for the for apologizing for the misinformation campaign conducted against mm-hmm. Shokin. Kind of raises okay. some eyebrows, all some right. questions that need to
0: be answered. All right, Joining us now is the senator himself that is leading the charge on this. Thank Thankfully, so it's unbelievable that we had a whole impeachment and trial of President Trump. And that was about a phone call where the only fact witness in the case said there was no quid or pro or quo like Joe. And you got Joe Biden on tape. You're not getting a billion dollars unless you fire the prosecutor who told ABC, the Washington Post, John Solomon. He was fired because of Joe Biden. Unless you fire that prosecutor investigating my son with zero experience who's being paid millions and you've got six hours to do it. Amazing hypocrisy, breathtaking hypocrisy. Senator Ron Johnson, the great state of Wisconsin, joins us. Senator, how are you?
11: I'm doing great, Sean. How about yourself?
0: Uh, I'm good and I applaud your efforts. Uh, I have a very hard time understanding how is it possible the phone call with Donald Trump became that big a deal? And everyone that made it a big deal ignores this situation.
11: Well, you know the answer. Uh, the mainstream media is basically part and parcel of the Democrat party and the radical left. And, of course, the, the bias in the media is revealed far more in what they're not interested in, what they don't report on, versus the very overt bias in what they do report on. So I mean, th- that's what conservatives have always been battling, Sean. And it's, it's not going to stop. It's, it's just a given. And so that's why we need to be pretty tenacious ourselves in sticking up for you know, what we value, liberty, freedom, uh, free market systems.
0: Well, to me, is it, can it be any more clear you're not getting the billion unless you fire the prosecutor? Prosecutor now three times, three separate interviews, said I was fired because of Joe. We know the prosecutor said he was investigating Hunter Biden and Burisma Holdings. And I don't know any company in the world, Senator, that would pay somebody millions of dollars that has zero experience with the country, zero experience with oil, gas or energy. Uh, Why would that ever happen? It doesn't happen.
11: Well, and and of course, I think the the whole issue here is the the Vice President Biden. And by the way, I like Joe. Uh, I, I have a great deal of sympathy for the tragedies he's experienced in his life, but he hasn't ever been pressed to answer these questions and the legitimate questions and the American people have a right to know and I've said this repeatedly our our oversight is not targeting Joe or Hunter Biden but they've made themselves central to the story and the American people need to know if wrongdoing occurred they have a right to know that but they also have a right to know if no wrongdoing occurred or if minimal wrongdoing occurred and if nothing happened Vice President Biden should answer those questions and lay it all to rest. But these questions are there. They are legitimate and they will continue to fester until answers are given.
0: Well, it's not a matter of festering based on the, what we know and what you've heard with Joe Biden, based on Hunter Biden's interview on Good Morning America. Um, do you think that there is a prima facie case that what happened here is a pay to play type of scandal? Well,
11: you know, the press always says there's no evidence of illegality uh, or there's no evidence of anything. Well, it's because they've never looked at it. It certainly isn't right. It certainly doesn't look good. I mean, there, there's no doubt about that. It doesn't look good. And you know, one of the things we're assembling in our oversight uh, efforts is a very detailed timeline. And if you if you start plucking out some of these some of the events in this timeline, you apply it to a particular situation, it really doesn't look good. I mean, you see all the activity, for example, in the February to, to April timeframe when Shokin was fired, you see immediately after that prosecutor general was, he fired Blue Star Strategies. That's, that's the outfit that we're trying to subpoena records from Andrei Talashenko with, with his, his employment there. They contact the prosecutor general's office within hours Within a couple of days, they have a meeting, and here's the interesting part of that, Sean, is that the, the memo that was created contemporaneously by the acting inspector general says the purpose of the meeting with Burisma's U.S. representatives, Blue Star Strategies, was, quote, an apology for dissemination of false information by U.S. representatives and public figures on the activities of the prosecutor general's office as it relates to the activities of Burisma. So yeah. what you're saying, this a lot of words, but basically what is being alleged here is that U.S. representatives had a false information campaign against Shokin, and that's the individual that Vice President Biden bragged about firing. Again, questions raised. I don't, know, I don't know the truth here, but it sure raises some pretty interesting questions that need to be answered.
0: Look, I I, I could sit, sit here all day. I don't think you really need any more evidence than what we have. And that is, you know, the, look at Hunter Biden when he goes on. You know, the, the, by the way, we're not dealing with a young child here. This He's 49 years old. He had weeks to prepare for this interview. The fact that he said, well, do you have any experience? No, no, no. Well, I, I served on the Amtrak board one time and I'm I had about as much experience as everybody else. Um. But then if we follow, well, did they get anything for their money? It appears that they went directly to the State Department on issues involving uh, Burisma's investigations going on, and they wanted help from our State Department, and they mentioned, oh, Biden Hunter sits on our board. That sounds like they might have been paying for a name that they could throw around.
11: Well, again, it's obvious that uh, Burisma was hiring people like Devin Archer— Hunter Biden and others to improve their image in the U.S. to to get these prosecutions ended. Uh, That's pretty obvious. The only reason I'm I'm hedging a little bit here, Sean, is I'm I'm very cautious. We try and do very diligent uh, oversight work. One thing you do realize very quickly in Ukraine is you have to take everything you hear from almost everybody with a huge grain of salt. So this is being overly cautious. That's why we're trying to get the documents. We're trying to verify their authenticity. And then what I'm hoping to do, hopefully, in the next couple of months, again, this subpoena will be helpful to, to move us down that path, is write at least an initial report on our findings, but fully, fully documented and pretty much bulletproof. And, and then, then, then hopefully the press might ask a few questions and we might get some more answers out of uh, Vice President Biden, because he really does deserve, he really does owe the American public Uh, some real answers to these questions.
0: You know, Senator, i got to applaud you for what you're doing. Last, last question. President going to do well in Wisconsin in 242 days? I tell
11: you, I go to the rallies here in Wisconsin, and compared to 2016, the support is, I don't know, 10 times greater. Uh, He does a great job. I mean, people go to those rallies, are in great moods. They leave inspired in even better moods. They have a great time. You know, it's the left, it's the radical left that are angry, Right. We, we got a sense of humor. We have a great time. The president's doing a great job. Um, I, tell you, I loved his I loved his town hall last night. That, that's how those of us who spend some time with him, having you know, lunch with him or in, in the, you know, the, the situation room or whatever, that's
0: Well, that's the we person we know I've known for that that 25 years. Yep. Uh, that's the person I've known for 25 years. And, by the way, will you please, um, as you go around your great state— um, I know that Mike uh, Bloomberg, mini Mike, the farmer, uh, thinks that, oh, I could teach anyone how to farm. You know, you dig a hole, you put a seed in it, you cover it with dirt, you water it, and up comes your corn. You don't need a lot of gray matter. Um, I happen to know the hard, difficult science, brilliance, technology developed by America's great farmers. Many of them in your state of Wisconsin. Uh there are degrees in agriculture and and soil uh, uh, and chemistry involved and and technology involved. I found that such an ignorant statement. We please tell these farmers you run into that Sean Hannity and his audience say thank you for feeding us and the entire world. I will
11: certainly do that. And let's face the dairy farmers; they never get a day off.
0: Ever, <laughs> you got to milk the cows, even if you even if you own a share in the Packers. Uh, all right, thank you, Senator Ron Johnson, the great state of Wisconsin. Uh, we appreciate you being with us. All right, eight hundred nine four one, Sean, our number. Quick break, right back. We'll continue straight ahead. Now, nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter of a tank of gas if you're lucky. You know what it will get you, though? For just $20 a month, you'll get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk, a veteran-owned company. Now, you get the same quality service that you get from the big carriers, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, but you get it at half the cost. The average family saves close to $1,000 a year. And guess what? There's no activation fees and no contract to sign and they use the same cell towers and the f- same 5G network. Make the switch today and if you do it today you save an additional 50% off your first month. Anyway, this is a company that shares your values. They support our military and our veterans and by the way, they don't advertise on fake news networks, thankfully. Go to the website puretalk.com/sean, S-E-A-N. make the switch. It's simple, it's fast, it's easy. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, that's Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today
12: so you can actually afford that burger and fries. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.
3: I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you... Go forward with these awful decisions. The women of America are angry. And yes, we will continue to fight for a woman's right to choose. I will continue to fight for the women of America. Now, I should not have used the words I used yesterday. They didn't come out the way I intended to. My point was that there would be political consequences, political consequences for President Trump and Senate Republicans if the Supreme Court with the newly confirmed justices stripped away a woman's right to choose. Of course, I didn't intend to to suggest anything other than political and public opinion consequences for the Supreme Court, and it is a gross distortion to imply otherwise. I'm from Brooklyn. We speak in strong language. I shouldn't have used the words I did, but in no way was I making a threat. I never, never would do such a thing, and Leader McConnell knows that. And Republicans who are busy manufacturing outrage over these comments know that, too. Now, what will remain long after the clamor over my comments dies down is the issue at hand, a woman's constitutional right to choose and Republican attempts to invalidate it.
0: All right. There it is. Chuckie Schumer. uh, Yeah. Trying to minimize his threat against Gorsuch and Kavanaugh. uh, Pretty revolting. Pretty unprecedented. Uh, But not something I'm surprised about. Now, we do have people trying to hold him accountable. We now have Freedom Caucus chairman Andy Biggs talking about his effort as the House uh, Freedom uh, Caucus committee chairman to uh, have a resolution condemning Schumer over his remarks about you will pay the price if you don't rule the way I'm telling you to rule. Uh, I thought, Congressman uh, Andy Biggs, that we had co-equal branches of government, and I thought it might actually be a violation of U.S. Code 115 about intimidating people like judges in the course of their daily affairs as they do their business.
13: Yeah, that's right, Sean. I mean, look, uh, the, there, there may even be criminal say, uh, problems here, like you say, but let's take a look at his defense. His defense says he was talking about political consequences no, that isn't what he was talking about. He was talking about threats. And he says he was talking about to t- President Trump and Republicans. No, he identified who he was threatening. He identified Justice Kavanaugh. He identified Justice Gorsuch. And then he made the threats. You know, that's the type of case that w- if you take it to court, his defense clearly cannot stand because he has identified who he wants to threaten. He makes the threat. And guess what? Uh, that's being done, not because he wants to uh, uh, warn them of political consequences, but he wants to affect the decision that they're going to make in cases that are being argued before the U.S. Supreme Court. That sounds and looks like a crime.
0: Unbelievable that we're, we're dealing with this.
13: Now, you know,
0: I, I heard Lindsey Graham's comments like, all right, we're going to move with censure, and then they're going to want to censure the president, and then it's, ne- it's going to be never-ending. There's a part of me that's like, I want to just see governance in our country. I'm sick of all of this because we've had nothing but three years of all of this. Unfortunately, when you're dealing with people that are irrational and and are just, when they wake up and it's every second minute, hour of every 24 hour day, just hating Donald Trump, when, when that is their mindset, it's almost like you have to fight back, something that the president answered at a t- town hall last night. That was on Fox. It's like if I don't fight back, uh, I'm not going to be sitting here. Somebody's got to fight back. And and there's such a level of, of insanity and madness behind all of this that uh, I, I don't think there's any other choice but to fight back.
13: Well, you're exactly right. Look, th- think of it this way. Uh, When I went to introduce a a censure resolution against Maxine Waters for her saying something similar, uh, I was told the same thing that that you're hearing out of the Senate today. Oh, well, we can't do that because that'll make a martyr of Maxine and and it'll uh, exacerbate things. But until we start holding people accountable, then you will never see a ratcheting down of this this, uh, violent type of uh, incitement that we're seeing. You're never going to see... Uh, uh, basically thoughtful, collegial discourse anymore, it is going to actually accelerate because we know that nobody's going to be held accountable for saying irrational, uh, crazy things. And that's that's the word. You, you said irrational. You're exactly right. We're trying to deal rationally with people who are irrational, and that means you hold them accountable to help them uh, bring rationality back in their lives.
0: I'm going to tell you, and I appreciate an update on this, Freedom Caucus Chairman Andy Biggs uh, of Arizona, because if it's not for people like you and Meadows and Jordan and Gohmert uh, and Ratcliffe and Nunes and Gates, uh, honestly, you guys are the backbone of the conservative movement in the House of Representatives. And, and frankly, you have even gotten Kevin McCarthy now to understand the importance of acting, and uh, I think it's a great accomplishment. I I tip my hat to him for doing a lot of this stuff now. Uh, all right, yeah, thank ab- you.
13: Absolutely, yeah. Thank yeah.
0: I sure. mean, I, I mean, when he put Jordan on the committee, I'm like, all right, well, all right, wow, it's not Boehner and Ryan anymore. Now we have somebody that wants to fight. Finally. uh All right, right. thanks so much. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll stay on it. That's our promise. All right, let's get to uh, our phones. It's Friday. I know a lot of you have a lot of questions. Much anxiety out there. Coronavirus panic setting in the minds and hearts of some in 242 days. Uh, You have to assume on the election. You just have to assume that it's tight. Uh, Polls don't mean a thing. There's only one poll that's ultimately going to matter. Now, I'll report a lot on polls in the lead up to election day, November 3rd. I will report a lot of it. But understand it, it doesn't mean a thing if you're not a spoke in the wheel. Now, for your convenience and to edify and for an informed electorate, we have put on Hannity.com a map, and you can find all the dates and how to register in your state if you haven't registered yet and you want to vote in this next election, uh, who your congressional candidate is going to be, uh, when does absentee voting start, how do you do it, when does early voting start and end, Et cetera, et cetera. We're just trying to make it informational. Uh, No politics there. Just, hey, if you're interested in the future of your country, there's a lot at stake here. Uh, We're trying to provide that as a service. Uh, All right. Let's go to uh, April is in New York. April. Hi. How are you? Glad you called.
14: Hey, Sean. How are
0: you? I'm good. How are you?
14: I'm good. Um, I have a question for you. The coronavirus. You've been talking a lot about them making a vaccine for it. My question is, when they make that vaccine, do you think it should be mandatory?
0: You know, no. The answer is no. Look, I, I, how do I say this? I understand everybody's concern. You should be concerned. You know, there's. I've learned a lot by reading a lot about viruses. That's what we do on this program. And we do it and we try to pass on as much information that will be helpful to our wonderful audience. All right, what do we learn? We learned that Donald Trump took unprecedented steps. We first identified that there was a problem, World Health Organization, on December 30th of last year. Timelines mean something here. And they noticed a virus that was causing, quote, pneumonia-like symptoms. They didn't identify it as corona until January 7th. Now, corona, this is actually a variation of a previous coronavirus. There are similar viruses out there. On January 31st, the president in spite of everybody around him saying, ah, oh, it's probably too soon, you don't need to do this yet, he put a travel ban in effect. Uh, then he also quarantined Americans coming back from the region, and he took, for example, the people off the ship that we knew, the cruise ship that were impacted and had contracted this virus, and he moved as expeditiously as possible. He has now expanded his travel bans to other countries like, oh, Italy, Iran, et cetera. And then you have to kind of compare and contrast Well, every year we usually lose tens of thousands of Americans that die from the flu. Just giving you facts here, just information. If you compare this virus, Corona, to H1N1 and swine flu, well, that was Biden and Obama's first year in office. They identified that in April of 2009. Uh, Eleven days later, they did have one cabinet agency say it's a state of emergency to release some funding to begin the process of getting treatment and looking into the virus, et cetera. But it wasn't until October of 2009 that Obama declared a national emergency. And at other times he bragged that, ah, yeah, people wanted a travel ban and I'm not doing that. I didn't do that. By the time October came around, that was six months into the h1n1 virus which is different than this virus this virus seems not to impact kids much this virus impacts older people especially those with health problems they're more susceptible to having real problems with it for others it's fine it's just an average flu not much different uh the vast majority but the two percent fatality rate we're seeing with this or around there. We don't know the actual number yet. Um, it is it is in line with what other viruses have done. But by the time that Obama declared this was a national emergency, a thousand Americans had already died in a six month period of time from H one N one, swine flu. Twenty thousand others had contracted the disease. At no point ever did he put a travel ban in effect, did he ever quarantine Americans? The quarantine that hasn't happened for decades in this country. Now, I say all of that as a, a case history for this reason. I want everybody healthy. Always. I want cures for cancer. I, I, I The advancement in the treatment and cure of cancer is unbelievable. Hodgkin's disease, you know, we cure 90-some-odd percent of those cases now. I had a relative decades ago. young man died. He was a cop in New York, died in, of Hodgkin's that likely wouldn't happen today. We're making great strides with prostate cancer, colon cancer, breast cancer. I want, I, I hope one day we look back and say, "Wow, we found the cure." Um, and our great scientists, medical researchers, do it every day. Our doctors are amazing. Look at the procedures for hearts. Same thing, you know. We people stenting and and bypass and and other means to save people's hearts, even transplants. So the only thing I'd say to you is. You know, take every caution, but know that these things happen. And the government has moved faster with money and efforts that are pretty unprecedented. And that's why it's so irritating to watch people politicize and try and turn it into a political weapon or weaponization of a virus. It's ridiculous. Um, Does that answer your question?
5: Um,
14: Well, it does. But like you said, and then you said um, you had a doctor on your show yesterday that said 82 percent of people who get the coronavirus have mild symptoms correct so i don't understand why there's such a big push for a vaccine it doesn't even seem
0: like it's well we really that, honestly that's that's standard operating procedure there are 20 specific uh examples we have of they're working on a vaccine immediately that's what we do i mean i look i get the flu shot every year some people think i'm nuts i like it i i don't get the flu I haven't gotten the flu i'm pretty healthy but I, it's, uh, you know what, for older people in particular, it might be very helpful. This virus attacks older people, it tends to attack older people more. H1N1 attacked it young people more. You know, I'm just glad we have scientists, medical researchers that, you know, crush it for us every time we need them. And that, and that's where our focus needs to be. And, yeah, put Purell on. Okay, don't shake hands as much. Whatever you want to do, if, if your school closes for a week, your business closes down, and maybe you're just teleworking for a while, it's all part of the process. And I, I just wish people would understand the truth about this more because they're being fed uh, some lies by people with a political agenda. Quick break. Thank you for the call. 800 941 toll free number. We're back on the other side and Tom Fitton will be deposing Hillary Clinton and tell us about that next. Now, nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter of a tank of gas if you're lucky. You know what it will get you, though? For just $20 a month, you'll get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk, a veteran-owned company. Now, you get the same quality service that you get from the big carriers, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, but you get it at half the cost. The average family saves close to $1,000 a year. And guess what? There's no activation fees and no contract to sign and they use the same cell towers and the f- same 5G network. Make the switch today and if you do it today you save an additional 50% off your first month. Anyway, this is a company that shares your values. They support our military and our veterans and by the way, they don't advertise on fake news networks, thankfully. Go to the website puretalk.com/sean, S-E-A-N. make the switch. It's simple, it's fast, it's easy. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, that's Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries.
9: Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. (sighs) Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.
0: All right, we have time for a quick call here, and then Tom Fitton will be deposing Hillary Clinton. Uh, Joe Jersey, what's up, Joe? How are you, sir?
5: Good afternoon, Sean. Joe Concha touched on what I'd like to talk about yesterday. This slimy sumo-reptile Schumer has now threatened two of our branches of government in a Maxine Water style incivility. And we can't be saying it sounded like this to us. It was this. And God forbid, if something happens to one of our justices, like they're out at a gasoline station or they're out eating dinner with their family, this guy has got to be held accountable. And I don't care if he's from Brooklyn or he's from Omaha, Nebraska. All right. Somewhere in your town is your biggest wimp and your toughest guy. I got to believe he's your biggest wimp in Brooklyn growing up. He was pants when he was a kid. And I don't care what kind of spin he tries to put on this. This was a threat, and something has to be done and held accountable as long as it lasts.
0: Well, I agree he needs to be held accountable. We never hold anybody on the left, it seems, accountable. I'm hoping Durham and Barr hold people accountable. I hope Ron Johnson, uh, who was with us earlier, will hold them accountable. Tom Fitton is holding Hillary accountable. Why am I going to bring up the Clinton emails? Because she's being deposed under oath. I want justice served because you and I would never get away with this stuff. And we don't. You don't have the rule of law or constitution, unless it's equally applied. Period. When we come back, Tom Fitton, Greg Jarrett. Yes, Hillary now ordered to go under oath. That deposition coming up. She's got seventy-five days to respond. We'll update you next.
13: Up next, our final news roundup and
14: information overload hour. Now, ...arguments.
5: Things ...that the FBI believes that you tried to wipe the entire server. Did you try to wipe the entire, so that there'd be no email, no personal, no official, wipe well, the whole thing?
15: Well, my personal emails are my personal business, right. right? So I, so we went through a painstaking process, and turned over 55,000 pages of anything we thought could be work-related under the law, that decision is made by the official. I was the official. I made those decisions. And as I just said, over 1,200 of the emails have already been deemed not work related. Now, all I can tell you is in retrospect, if I'd used a government account and I had said, you know, let's release everything, let's let everybody in America see what I did for four years, we would have the same. Arguments. So that—that's all I can say. I—I'm—I'm—you know—I don't—I have no idea. That's why we turned it over. Said you we were in charge of it. You were the official in charge. Did you wipe the surface? What, like with a cloth or something? I don't know. Well, you no. know how it works digitally. Did you try to wipe I, the whole? I, I don't know how it works digitally at all. I do not did have you any try. You did not try. And I know you want to make a point, and I can just repeat what I have said. It's a in order to—in order to be as cooperative as possible we have turned over the server they can do whatever they want to with the server to figure out what's there what's not there that's for the you know people investigating it to try to figure out but we turned over everything that was work-related every single thing personal stuff we did not I had no obligation to do so and did not the laws and regulations in effect when I was secretary of state allowed me to use my email for work that is Undisputed, it clearly wasn't the best choice, um, and I take responsibility for that decision. I thought it would be easier to carry just one device for my work and for my personal emails instead of two. iPhone or Android? <laughs> iPhone. Okay. In full disclosure, BlackBerry and a BlackBerry. I have a, a, a you know, a an iPad, a mini iPad, an iPhone, and a Blackberry. I believe I have met all of my responsibilities and the server um, will remain uh, private. In order to be as cooperative as possible, we have turned over the server. They can do whatever they want to with the server. I am confident that I never sent nor received any information that was classified at the time it was sent and received. So that leaves the 100 out of 30,000 emails that Director Comey testified uh, contained classified information. I did not receive anything that was marked as classified. Director Comey said that only three out of 30,000 had anything resembling classified markers. You were the official charge. Did you like the service? What? Like with a cloth or something? No. Well, no. Yeah. We turned over everything that was work-related, every single thing. <laughs>
0: All right, News Roundup, Information Overload Hour, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program now. All right, so there you have. I never sent. I never received. I never, ever classified top secret information. It's only three, and while I only have an iPhone, I I wanted it all on one device, but I have an iPhone. Uh, I have a mini. I have an iPad. I have a BlackBerry. I've got it all. All over the place. Like, did you wipe it clean? You mean like with a cloth, Ed? Do you mean like with a cloth? Now, why is this relevant? Well, it's relevant because of a judge's decision. And that is a federal court order now that Hillary Clinton will have to testify about her emails and the Benghazi attack documents thanks to Judicial Watch and its president, Tom Fitton. And, quote, the court is fed up mrs clinton has given us written and answers under oath the court doesn't deem that sufficient because they haven't been terribly helpful and he thinks that she should come in and testify under oath and now that is in the process of moving forward tom fitton is the judicial watch president he is with us greg Jarrett is with us now why are you talking about hillary hannity she's not running this time I can't tell you how many people actually think she could end up on the ticket with Joe Biden. A lot of people think that. And, you know, because there's a lot of worry and concern that nobody wants to talk about. And that is Joe Biden. Does he have a fastball, a slow pitch and what's going on? He doesn't really seem to have the strength, the stamina, the, well, alertness uh, and ability to focus to be taking on the toughest job in the world. And while they're trying to ignore it in the mob and the media, which they would never do if it was Donald Trump, and while they're ignoring it in the Democratic Party, many high-profile Democrats have even told me, of all people, Sean Hannity, that, yeah, this really is bad. We're all worried. Anyway, Tom Fitton with us, Greg Jarrett with us, uh, author of the best-selling book, Witch Hunt, uh, to discuss this and some of the issues that are now moving forward as it relates to the origins of the Russia witch hunt uh, Tom great job do you have a date when are you scheduling this well this interview if you will or testimony of Hillary
6: Well we'll have to communicate with her lawyers and figure out a date assuming she doesn't appeal it I doubt she will uh, and it has to be done within 75 days so over the next few months and uh, you know obviously uh, Mrs. Clinton had an opportunity to try to answer some of our questions under oath in writing and as you noted the court wasn't satisfied found them uh, really not helpful. And despite the objections of Mrs. Clinton's lawyers, and disappointingly, the Justice Department and the State Department, uh, we get finally to depose her under oath. Because it
14: was this case,
6: it was a Benghazi FOIA case, Freedom of Information Act case, uh, that led to the uncovering of this email system. And so uh, now several years later, and despite all of the obstruction we faced from her and the and the agencies, we're going to be able to question her directly. She set it up. Witnesses were telling us we had to talk to her if we wanted to know why and how it was run. And uh, we have new testimony that she was warned six times, she and her top staff, about the use of uh, separate email accounts. Uh, They knew about it in the State Department, didn't tell anyone. The Obama White House was involved in covering up the existence of her secret emails. Uh, So there's a lot that's been uncovered that the court's concerned about. And so people may want to focus on Judicial Watch. Obviously, our lawyers did a great job in getting the information and, you know, making the argument to the court. But the court wants these answers. Not just Judicial Watch. The
0: courts do. Well, it's it's annoying as hell, I mean, that it takes this long on everything. And I know, and I, and I give you a lot of credit because you stay on it. You don't stop. You're un, you know, you're know unrelenting in your pursuit of truth and justice. And this is one of the things that, that becomes problematic. And I don't care if it's Hillary Clinton, the email server, the lie she told, the top secret information, uh, the violation of the Espionage Act. That's a slam-dunk case, Greg Jarrett, as is uh deleting she didn't mention subpoenaed emails and then forensically making it impossible by using bleach pit to ever recover those emails and then the blackberries and the hammers and the other devices and the sim cards uh it gets you know you have to be unrelenting which is why i'm not going to stop talking about it till justice is served here
14: clinton left thousands of classified government documents vulnerable to theft through hacking by our nation's enemies And we learned after the fact that the Chinese uh, accessed and obtained her emails. And that means the Russians did the same thing. Uh, She also broke other laws beyond the Espionage Act, obstruction of justice, destroying some 33,000 documents that were subject to an authorized subpoena by Congress, orders for preservation of documents. If anybody else had done that, he or she would be prosecuted for crimes committed.
0: You mean like Roger Stone? Hillary. Isn't Roger Stone, you know? Yeah. E- exhibit A. I didn't see twenty-nine ta- guys pre-dawn raid, tactical gear, CNN cameras tipped off, frogmen right. in the back of her house in Chappaqua. Never saw no. it.
14: Yeah, and and not only did. Did she get charged with nothing? Uh, But five people close to her were given immunity agreements in exchange for nothing of value. That never happens. You only give immunity when you get something in exchange. They were all given a free pass, including Cheryl Mills. And she, according to – thanks to the Judicial Watch lawsuit, Judge Lambert has said, you were to be deposed as well ms mills because he determined that she had committed perjury and lied under oath and he put that in a published opinion so it's not just hillary clinton but cheryl mills both will be on the hot seat
0: and there's one other fact here and that is that remember when they finally got around to deposing hillary supposedly or well let's just say When she was being interviewed by the FBI, including Peter Strzok, uh, if you recall, something unprecedented happened there. Cheryl Mills, another aide, were in the room. Now, usually when the FBI is conducting a real investigation, uh, they would not have somebody uh, or allow somebody to bring their aides in for comfort and support. But they did. And then three days later, Jim Comey, 13 and a half minutes, she's guilty, she's guilty, she's guilty, but we're not going to do anything about
5: it. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. not
14: only irregular, it was improper, it was unethical, and as I wrote in my book, it was probably illegal. Two of the fact witnesses given immunization are allowed to accompany Hillary Clinton during her stunningly brief FBI interview in which she said, I don't recall 39 times and was never put under oath.
6: Unbelievable. And, we, and Sean, we now know that interview, uh, the report of that interview, is not reliable in the sense that Peter Strzok just received an email. Peter Strzok wrote that at the end of the interview, Hillary Clinton said, apologized to the FBI for its having to expend resources to investigate this issue, said she did it for convenience, but it turned out not to be the case. So that did not end up in the FBI 302 report. So that admission, confession, apology never ended up in the FBI 302 report, and you have to wonder what else they kept
0: out to help her. Unbelievable. All right, moving on to some other issues that we do have here. Um, Greg uh, Jarrett, if you look at the case of Judge James uh, Bosberg, uh, it's far more serious about stopping FISA abuse uh, than his predecessor. Um, All of the FBI DOJ people involved in lies and uh, deceptions as it relates to the illegal warrants that were obtained, the FISA warrants against Carter Page to spy on a candidate transition team and then President Trump deep into his presidency. Uh, they want a full accounting of it, but they don't want them to talk to people that might be under investigation. That was an interesting side note yeah. to this ruling.
14: You know, I'll give Bosberg some credit because he goes meticulously through all of the lies of the FBI and DOJ. That they concealed that Carter Page was actually working for the FBI and had been honest. Uh, That the FBI altered a key document. That the FBI hid that Christopher Steele was biased. He was not credible. They hid that uh, the Hillary Clinton campaign and the DNC paid for the phony information. The judges were deceived about news reports, and that the FBI concealed exculpatory evidence on multiple occasions. But most of all, Bosberg focused on the fact that the FBI learned in January of 2017 that it was all made-up, phony, exaggerated information. The FBI should have dropped the case then. No special counsel ever appointed. They should have gone to the uh, FISA court and said, Sorry, we're withdrawing the warrant Um. to spy on the campaign.
0: Stay right there and, yeah, either dump it or make major changes, but don't ask the people that uh, were involved in abusing the FISA process and premeditated fraud on the court. All right, guys, so are we going to get anywhere with Burisma, with Ron Johnson on the program earlier? Are we going to get anywhere with Durham and Barr? 30 seconds each, Tom Fitton first.
6: Well, if we have something to do with anything to do with it, we will. We've got um, multiple lawsuits on Biden-Burisma. They're going to have to start turning documents over soon. And they were stall, stalling to help the impeachment effort that deep state was. And that's going to end. Um, I don't think Durham's going to do as much as I want, but we're going to get more information as a result of his
14: work, which is, I guess, slightly better than nothing.
0: What do you think, Greg Jarrett? Well, the
14: latest word is Mitt Romney will not object to subpoenas uh, for Barisma, Hunter Biden, and so forth. I think uh, Senator Ron Johnson's... Determined to get to the bottom of the son of the vice president sitting on the most corrupt board in all of Ukraine at the same time, his father is supposed to be cleaning up the corruption and uh, seems to have obstructed it by demanding the firing of the prosecutor investigating his own son.
0: All right, thank you both for being with us. Greg Jarrett, Tom Fitton, great work. We'll see. Time will tell. I have some, maybe a little more confidence than them, but we'll see. Uh, 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number will hit the phones. Our sound of the week, the things you missed, there's a lot of it straight ahead as we continue. All right, 25 till to the top of the hour. As I predicted yesterday, what did I say? I said the mob and the media, they're ignoring a lot of issues involving quid pro quo Joe. Now, we had Ron Johnson on and Ron Johnson now is getting subpoenas for witnesses as it relates to you not getting the billion unless you fire my son, a billion of your money, by the way, taxpayer money, uh, until you fire uh, the prosecutor investigating my son being paid millions and millions of dollars with no experience. You got six hours to do it. And then, of course, the prosecutor says to ABC and John Solomon and The Washington Post, Yeah, I got fired because of Biden, not for any other reason on record, saying it numerous times. And so I know that the media went through this whole impeachment phone call. Donald Trump, was he withholding funding to Ukraine so that they would investigate the Bidens? Had a whole impeachment over that. By the way, in the middle of when the president was putting in place a travel ban for people who, that had Corona from countries like China, Wuhan province in particular. You can't travel to the U.S. and even our fellow Americans. We haven't done this in decades. In three short weeks from the day we identified that it was Corona, it took three weeks. The president put a travel ban and a quarantine in effect from people for Americans traveling back from the region. Wow. They never did that in 2009 and 2010. And we lost, what, nearly 17,000 Americans as it relates to H1N1 and swine flu. But in the middle of that, they're doing this big investigation and quid pro quo Joe. The mob and the media doesn't want you to focus on Ukraine and quid pro quo Joe. They're ignoring it. Then we have the big purple elephant in the room. That elephant is, what is going on with Joe Biden? Does he have the strength, the ability to focus the acumen the stamina that is needed for what is by far we all think we have tough jobs you you think that job is tough whatever you're doing and many of you do have tough jobs and a lot of pressure in your jobs we don't have any pressure here trust me uh right linda none whatsoever zero pressure hannity is what we call it every day um but we all have pressure and what's amazing they don't want to talk about that either pretty amazing And I predicted yesterday when here we've got Joe Biden on tape giving a speech in Cleveland uh, about how politicians. And he says it very arrogantly. We're going to play it for you. Our sound of the week that politicians like him do more good than doctors, lawyers and Indian chiefs. And then he said that he wasn't a particularly moral individual, that he has no problem taking money from special interests. Wow. Then he says, oh, I was told you're not invited to women uh and then he said oh i'm sorry i'm gonna give a football analogy basically saying what do you know about football and then insults another woman hey kiddo wow you look great lovely appearance and then using language uh lecturing a predominantly african-american audience on the other n-word i'm like wow imagine if this was tape of donald trump what people would think and say and how they would react I think it's worthwhile considering they will never report it, just like they never vetted Obama. Obama was only asked one time because I pushed it with Stephanopoulos about his association with domestic terrorists, uh, Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn in the Weather Underground.
7: Not for nothing. That's really good audio, too, that we don't play enough. Which one? When you had that interview with Stephanopoulos, I mean... You like that audio. You know what's so strange about that interaction with him? You know, I booked that interview and he came on. He was very nice. And he, you know, like standard, like, hey, what are we going to talk about? I give him general topics. And you ask him, has he he ever heard of this? And he's genuine. He's authentic. He says, no, I don't know anything about this. And he actually goes and then has the conversation with Obama.
0: Now, he brought it up. It was just some guy yeah, but I the mean, there's other George. people that
7: would have just said, you know, I'm not even going to talk. I'm not going to bring it up at all.
0: But, but he, he did.
7: Oh, he did to his he, credit. No,
0: he did. And by, and I gave him credit at the time. I remember, where did we run into him? We were headed like some I don't Singapore. Even
7: remember, it was probably Singapore. I know he was Vietnam. on the plane.
0: I think with us when we were flying. What air? Yeah. I think we flew Singapore Air. Yeah, and I think he was on that flight. Oh, fifteen. Every million. news maker oh. in the
7: world was on that flight.
0: Uh, I don't remember that. I remember him being there. I was either there or no, Vietnam. No, the there was
7: a lot of people on that plane.
0: So we got in the airport, and there's George Stephan. I don't think he likes me very much, but I don't think he wants to battle with me either. So he's, he's usually pretty nice. Um, anyway, I brought him on the program, and I, I said, hey, you know, he, the fact that he didn't know confirms something else that I say, that the media mob, they all talk to each other. They live in this little bubble, and they try to outdo each other. I hate Donald Trump. No, I despise and hate him. No, I despise and triple hate him. And it's like, but they're really only talking to each other. And if you look on Twitter closely, if you're bored and you want to just check it out, look at all the media people and all the left wing bloggers and all the left wing political pundits and politicians, etc. They, they all talk to each other and they all retweet each other. And they all try to outdo each other in being hating Trump more than the next person to be the greatest Trump hater. Um, And he lives in that world as evidenced by him not knowing the fact that we're now at the point of a presidential debate. We've been vetting Obama day and night. He has no clue. No one else in the media had a clue. They didn't. It's like they put blinders on because they are an extension of all things radical, extreme socialist. All right, I will cede to your request. Aww, Let's play Stepanopolis. Like is that
7: like a Friday fun day for me thing?
0: This is like a Friday fun day for you. I'm being so nice. Oh, I, will, yeah. I will grant your request. We will take a trip down memory lane. This is before he's hosting a debate with Obama. Didn't know anything about Arizona and Dorn. And he then followed up and asked the question. And we'll play the only one time that Obama got asked in the mainstream media. Wouldn't come on my show. Listen. There are two questions that I don't think anybody has asked Barack Obama, and I don't know if this is going to be on your list tomorrow. One is his... The only time he's ever been asked about his association with Bill Ayers, the unrepentant terrorist uh, from the Weather Underground, who on 9-11 of all days in the New York Times was saying, I don't regret setting bombs. I, I, I don't think we did enough. Uh, when asked about it by the Politico, David Axelrod said they have a friendly relationship and that they had done a number of speeches together and that they sat on a board together. Is that a question you might ask? Well, I, I'm taking notes right now. September 11, 2001, of all days, uh, there was an article in the New York Times, and there are a number of quotes about Bill Ayers and the Politico had in there, the comments about uh, from David Axelrod. I think that's an interesting question that nobody in the media has really brought up. We've, we've highlighted a little bit more here on this program, but let me see if I can help you. You want any more questions? <laughs> yeah, keep going. <laughs>
15: On this issue, general theme of patriotism in your relationships, a gentleman named William Ayers. uh, He was part of the Weather Underground in the 1970s. They bombed the Pentagon, the Capitol and other buildings. He's never apologized for that. And in fact, on 9-11, he was quoted in the New York Times saying, I don't regret setting bombs. I feel we didn't do enough. An early organizing meeting for your state senate campaign was held at his house and your campaign has said you're friendly. Can you explain that relationship for the voters and explain to democrats why it won't be a problem
10: this is a guy who lives in my neighborhood who's a uh, professor of english in chicago uh who i know and who i have not uh received some official endorsement from he's not somebody who I exchange ideas from on a regular basis Uh, and the notion that somehow uh, as a consequence of me knowing somebody uh, who engaged in detestable acts 40 years ago when I was eight years old uh, somehow reflects on me and my values doesn't make much sense George
0: he's only a guy in the neighborhood George A guy in the neighborhood that the New York Times covered his statement 9-11 2001 i wish we'd done more of all days all days that morning's paper before it all happened that day this is a group that took credit for bombing the capitol and new york police headquarters where else did they bomb i forgot you know we didn't do enough i wish we did more that's where obama started his political career imagine if it was trump it is so sick and twisted and all these examples about Ukrainian corruption and quid pro quo. And if it was uh, all, uh, if it was Donald Trump, the gaff machine, and not even having a slow pitch, you don't think the media would be all over that? They would. They're acting like it's not there. Then, of course, there's atrocious track record. They won't vet the eight years of Biden-Obama. They're not going to do that. We'll do that. Just like I predicted, they are not going to tell you about what I was leading up to until I was so... Well, politely interrupted by Linda, which is Biden and this tape of his from the, what was it? The Cleveland City Club? Of yeah, that's right, boss. It's the City Club, right, of, Cleveland? It's, it's
7: city club of, of Cleveland. That's correct. Yeah, All right, They released play. everything in May of 2019 and they yeah. did an article on it on their, on their own website. Cleveland.com
0: did too. And so did Breitbart. But nobody in the media played Washington it. Washington until...
7: Examiner. Lots of places put it out there.
0: Yeah. But we're the only ones that I know who played it nationally. Maybe that others did And if they did, kudos to them. I'm not trying to. I I share credit, but listen.
2: But I don't think anything has assaulted the system and the fundamental makeup of this country as much as this Watergate thing has. And the only analogy I can really think of is a football analogy. And I apologize to you women in the audience for not being able to think of a more appropriate analogy, but they told me here they didn't want you here anyway. I didn't expect any women to be here. We spend a lot of time talking about the United States being a melting pot. Well, that's true, but quite frankly, I think it's overrated. We've been able to move forward because of politics. And in my opinion, politics need not necessarily be a dirty word. Politics should be the most honorable of professions. Those of you who are doctors and lawyers and Indian chiefs in the audience, how can any of you possibly do as much good if you're very good at what you do As I can do if I'm very good at what I can do you can't so the point is this is where the action is politicians happen to affect everything that affects you as you are very well aware and if we bring down a great political party that should not be blamed for what happened we begin to bring down a system and if we bring down the system Unless you've got something better to replace it with, we're in trouble. And I, for one, don't have anything better to replace it with. We all came here, with the exception of a few of my brothers who were forced to come, we all came here because we didn't like it where it was. Because power had corrupted. And because we were going to build a system that built into that system the inability of power and too much of it to reside in any one place I fortunately had over 3000 individual contributors nobody makes up any more than one percentage point of my total budget nobody for one percentage points gets a hold of that ear nobody gets any more than a return phone call for that one percent but it's not because I'm particularly moral It's because nobody took me seriously. Had in the beginning when I started, big corporations or big labor or big wealthy individuals or big anybody come along and said, here, Biden, we want to contribute $20,000 to you, I probably would have taken it. Not probably, I would have taken it. (laughs) I have had a number of conversations with the southern senators and in the we, we get about 40 to 50 requests a week to speak nationally. And just as if I, were, if I were elected with one eye, I'd be an anomaly and they'd want me to speak. I'm 30. That's not because of any merit. They Just because I'm 30, they want to see if I can talk. And the places that we go that I've told my staff the places I want to go, by and large, are the South, because I'm most unfamiliar with the South. So I've had occasion to speak in the South fairly frequently, party. And I think the two-party system, although my Democratic colleagues won't like me saying this, I think the two-party system is good for the South and good for the... Good for the black in the South, Um, and uh, uh, other than the fact that they still call me boy, I don't think they've. I think they've changed their mind.
0: For today, what a shift show the Democratic primary is. All of Biden's problems, including, yep, you guessed it, quid pro quo. Joe, Senator Ron Johnson writes previous tonight. How is the state of Wisconsin looking going into the election in 242 days? We'll have the latest. As it relates to Corona. And you know what? Why doesn't anyone blame China? We have a Hannity investigation into how extremely radical Joe Biden's views are and much more. Uh, Matt Whitaker, Dr. Siegel, Melissa Francis, Sean Spicer, Pete Hegseth, and much, much more. All coming up, Dan Bongino, 9 Eastern tonight on Hannity. We'll see you tonight. We'll see you back here Monday. And it will be 239 days to go. It flies by. Have a great weekend. That's HenryUSA.com, free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. Now, the same Hollywood that sold the American dream, they are now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Now, you can join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter, in the Hollywood Takeover brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some of the major studios. Now don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet and for a limited time you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com/sean. SEAN.
14: Joe Biden wants you taxed to the brink